I want to today continue working our way through what is what I am calling the, the Jesus backstory, noting as we have that it is found in what is the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh, the, the Mikra, what we think of or what we call the Old Testament. More specifically, it's found in the first five books, what is often called the Pentateuch, what in Judaism it's called the Torah. Jesus being the fulfillment of the whole of the Torah. In fact, we read Matthew 5 and 17, Jesus says, do not think, he says, do not think that I have come to abolish Torah. Do not think I've come to abolish Torah. I've not come to abolish, he says, but to fulfill. Again, Jesus is the fulfillment of the whole of Torah. The backstory that is the Torah, right? What is, as I have mentioned, this whole panorama of experience, right? With all of its joys and sorrows, all kinds of, of, of hardships, all of it offering us kind of the backdrop, the backstory to, to the life of Jesus. And so with that, I want us again to head back to the Old Testament, back to the Torah, back to the opening book, back to Genesis. We're going to pick it up where we left off in Genesis 44 today with Parsha, Parsha Vayigosh. And so if you're grabbing a pew Bible, page 35 will be helpful. The words will be on the screen behind me. And Genesis 44 and Parsha Vayigash picks up at verse 18. And we read there, then Judah, it says, went up. Vayigash in Hebrew. Went up to him, meaning Joseph. Then Judah, Vayigash, went up to Joseph. Which on the one hand is simply a statement of, of putting one foot in front of the other. We can think almost like geography. It's moving from, from here to there. On the other hand, in a very profound sense, it is really all about relationships. Keeping in mind, again, if we were to go back, right, Genesis 37 begins the Joseph story, Parsha Vayeshev. Right, it begins, and, it's, and, and remember we talked about it, it's all about relationships. It's about navigating we could say the hard and, and, and difficult stuff of relationships, right? And there's all kinds of, you know, at odds with, with one another. There's all the sorts of ways that we go sideways. And Joseph and his brothers certainly were in that space together. And remember, Parsha Vayeshev, it begins with Joseph bringing a bad report, or that can be translated an evil report, Lashon Hara. He brings this report. Joseph reports to his father, Jacob, regarding his brothers. Lashon Hara being any and all speech that is considered to be derogatory or, or harmful. Point being, the backstory to the life of Jesus is that words matter. Our words matter. But not only Lashon Hara, right? Not only the words that we choose, right? Words that we choose to say, that we choose not to say, but also our actions, right? What we, what we do and what we don't do. And again, we find that in the relationship between Joseph and his brothers. The brothers, in response in part to Lashon Hara, in response to this bad or evil report, they decide to plot to kill Joseph. And so they, they drop him into a pit, into a cistern. They ultimately choose not to kill him, but then they... They sell him into slavery. He ends up in, in Egypt, where again he finds himself in, imprisoned. And in the midst of all of that activity, again, there is, there is 
deception and there is betrayal. Right? There's, there's, there's conflict and, and animosity. There's, there's dispute and, and disagreement and, and there's argument and there, there, there's quarrel. But as we saw last week, Parsha Miketz, Parsha Miketz marks a, a, a sort of turning point. Right? What is that invitation inviting each one of us to consider how will, how will I respond? Right? In effect, the question being asked, right, in, 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 in whatever the situation, in whatever the circumstance, in whatever the dispute, the disagreement, that quarrel, that argument, the question for each one of us is how will I respond? Today, tomorrow, how will I respond the, the day after? And what is fascinating here is that with this question, everything changes. Everything changes, and, and, and it begins last week with asking that question, how will I respond? And then it moves today to Parsha Vayigash, here in 44 and 18, where again it says, then Judah went up to, Vayigash went up to Joseph, which again, on the one hand, is simply, it's a matter of geography. It's a matter of putting one foot in front of the other. In fact, Vayigash translates as to step forward. And so in one sense, it's, it's moving from here to there. But in another profound sense, it is about relationships. Vayigash can be translated or carry that sense of to draw near. We can think of James 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It, has, it carries that sense of draw near or, or come close come near. It's actually, it's actually a word of intimacy. And, and we could say the way of relationships begins there, right? It begins with a drawing near. It begins with coming close. It, be, it begins, we could, we could say, with, with intimacy. And then I want us to notice the language, what happens next. Notice the repetition here. It, it begins then Judah, Vayigash, right? Drew near, came close to Joseph. And then notice the repetition, the, the very next words, and said, pardon your servant, my Lord. Pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak a word. Do not be angry with, again, your servant, though, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. Verse 19, my Lord asked his servants, do you have a father or a brother? We Answered, 21, then you said to your servants, bring him down to me. Verse 24, when we went back to your servant. Verse 27, your servant, my father, said to us. Verse 30, so now if the boy is not with us when I go back to your servant, my father. Verse 31, your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Verse 32, your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father, verse 33, now then, please let your servant remain. Again, right, this, this, this way of doing, doing relationships, it, it, it begins, right, with a drawing near, a coming close, with, with this, this idea of, of intimacy, and at the very, the very essence of that intimacy, at the very center of that intimacy, we could say is a servant, is the heartbeat of a servant, is, is the way of a servant. Kyle Perez 
Center for Hebraic Thought. He, he writes this, he says, the basic point of this biblical narrative is that conflicts, whether particular or cosmic, can only find reconciliation if all parties involved demonstrate an attitude of servanthood, even to the point of risking one's life. Right, and, and it's that attitude, it's that, that posture of a, of a servant. Here in the, in the Jesus backstory, that really kind of weaves its way in and through Jesus. His birth, his life, his death, his teachings, and it, and it comes all the way here and now to you and me. We find the essence of a servant, perhaps most definitively from the Gospel of Mark 9 and 35. Jesus here, he is with his disciples. They've been traveling from Galilee. They've come to Capernaum. <laughs> It's a fishing village on the northern shore of Galilee. Jesus has been most recently talking about his death. His disciples haven't really been listening. Instead, they've been engaged in their own argument, in their own quarrel about who is the greatest. And in 9 and 35, Jesus, we read... Jesus called the twelve and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Just to flesh that out really quickly, the word first here comes from the Greek protos. It means the first in a series or, or a rank. It can mean the most prominent, the most important, the one who is superior to all others. The word last is from eschatos. It can be translated the least important or the lowest in status. And then we have servant, which is diakonos. Keeping in mind, it's a word used for, for a, a one who's waiting on tables, but it's not so much as a hired hand as much as it is kind of a service-minded personal devotion. It comes from a place of service-minded personal devotion. And I want to just Note, too, that it says here, and the diakonos of all. All here is pos in Greek. And it's sort of fascinating because it means all. It means every. It means each. Right? He says a servant of all. Right? Again, it's, it's that attitude. It's that posture of a servant that's from all the way back, Parsha of Aigash, the backstory of Jesus. And it's here weaving in and through Jesus, through his birth, his life, his death, and his teachings. Keeping in mind the idea of a servant really went against the cultural climate of the day. This, the, this idea of a servant went against the cultural climate. In fact, it was about three centuries, several centuries earlier, Plato. He said, how can a man be happy when he has to serve someone? It was Dio Chrysostom who kind of captured that sentiment now in the first century. He's a Greek historian in the, during the Roman Empire, and he writes, Perhaps you do not know that in many states which have exceedingly good laws, fathers may even imprison or sell them, meaning their sons, and they have a power even more terrible than any of these, for they actually are allowed to put their sons to death without any trial or without even bringing any accusation at all against them. Which is why I think then we, we read Jesus, right? He, Jesus, he took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, 
and I think to us, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Now keep in mind, again, this, this idea of, 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 I mean, children in that first century were largely regarded as, as property. The scholar James Edwards, he adds this, he says children in particular were thought of as not having arrived. They were good illustrations of the very least. Right, and it's into that sort of culture, into that kind of a climate that Jesus, he, he reaches into the backstory, Parsha Vayigash. He, he reaches back and he says, this way of doing life and relationships, right, it begins with right, drawing near, coming close. Think intimacy. To quote Jesus, it, it's taking a child in his arms and, and welcoming. And if we get nothing else today, get that at the very heart of that intimacy is the way of a, of a servant. At the very heart of our intimacy is, is the way of a servant. From the scholar James Edwards, again, he notes, God's economy is not reserved and preserved for the gifted and privileged. Rather, it presents itself in the common and simple tasks of serving others. Right, that situation, that circumstance, that conflict, that animosity, that dispute, that disagreement, that quarrel, that argument, that, that moment, that encounter. Really the question for each one of us is, do we, do we live this way of a servant? Do we, do we live the, the attitude and the, and the posture of a servant? Do we live the practice of a, of a servant. Right, how, how about when, when I'm getting up in the morning, when I'm going to bed at night, when I'm at home with family, when I'm at work with colleagues, when I'm, when I'm interacting with my neighbor, when I'm, when I'm hanging out with classmates, Right? Do we live the way of a servant? The attitude, the posture, the, the, the practice. Right? As Jesus says, to those of, of lowest status, to those of, of, of least importance. As Edwards says, right, in the common and, and simple tasks. We, we could ask it like this. We could say, what would it look like for me to be a servant in that situation? Whatever that is for you. What would it look like to be a servant in, in that relationship? In every relationship? Right? What, what, what if, what if with, with each relationship we, we began withdrawing near? Right? Coming close. Right? And, and, at, and at the very center, the essence of that is the heartbeat of a servant. What needs to change in me that I might live more fully this way? Right? It, it's, it's that attitude, that, that posture of a servant all the way back in Parsha Vayigash. Right? That weaves its way in and through Jesus. His birth, his life, his death, his teachings, and it comes here now to you 
and to me. Then Judah drew near to Joseph and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord. <laughs> 